Michael McClure, and welcome to another episode of Unk View. We really appreciate the fact that you listen into our show very much. And today we're going to be talking about something we call frequent inappropriate thoughts. As always, I'm joined by the few in Unk View, and that is my uh, hilarious nephew, Brendan Lemon, calling in from Chicago. Brendan, are you there? Oh, I'm here. You got me. Awesome. Uh, Awesome. uh, this is live. We're live. We're live, which is, I, I think that's preferable than being dead. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I don't, I guess, I guess that's true. There's a lot more stuff you can do when you're still, still alive. Absolutely. So let's just jump right into this. And, and again, to, 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 to remind you, if you haven't listened to one of our frequent inappropriate thoughts shows, exactly as the name implies, we just talk about stuff that we think about a lot that also happens to be inappropriate, and we basically kind of throw it back and forth. I, I share one of my frequent inappropriate thoughts. Brennan shares one of his, and hopefully somewhere in there we entertain you just a little bit. So I'll start this time, Brendan, and, and here's my uh, frequent inappropriate thought number one for today, and that is somebody fucks that? And <laughs> what I'm referring to is any situation where you see somebody who is just, uh, and, and I want to remind people that this show is, you know, uh, NSFW and, you know, TV, MA and all that stuff. Um, uh, so if you're, if you're under 18, hang up now uh, or stop listening now. <laughs> but we're, we are politically incorrect and uh, we take pride in that. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're racist or that we discriminate or anything like that, but we're just honest. So I, I often look at people, and yesterday I had a couple of different situations happen within like a 30 seconds of, I was going to my health club, uh, which is Lifetime Fitness located in Canton, Michigan, and uh, coming out the door at me was a woman who must have been 6'1 and 300, and she had a child in each arm and oh another gosh. child loose, running around, about to get run into traffic, and she was screeching and yelling, and the whole scene was just, uh, you know... Physically repulsive. It sounds like it was. It sounds like it was, it was terrifying. It was, but wait, there's more, and that is that as this one was coming out, another one was going in uh, the door ahead of me, and she was, you know, almost as repulsive, and just had. Oh my God, she was just physically huge, and this one actually had a very normal looking. I assume it was her husband because there were two, you know, young children in tow with the two of them, and anyway, the thought is. Somebody actually has sex with that. In the first case, there were three kids, so that person has had sex at least three times. And in the second case, they had two kids, so again, there's at least two. What are your thoughts on, you know, how do people get together when one of them just doesn't look like anyone would ever want to have sex with them? Well, so I hate to say, so this is, (laughs) I guess I have two thoughts here. The first is that at least there are, at least they're heading to the right place. They're heading to the gym. They're heading to a fitness club. So clearly they're at the first step of recognizing that there's a problem and trying to deal with it. I feel like that's to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, let's start, let's start there maybe. But the second is, and I hate to say this, but there was, I mean, this is going to sound this is gonna sound awful, but this is another frequent inappropriate thought is that there is always going to be somebody. There's always going to be some man who wants to have sex with some woman. So I, it's, it's terrible, but I feel like women can get away with letting themselves go way more and still receive some attention from somebody who, you know, uh, the garbage men of the world got, they got a fuck too, you know? 
That's uh, interesting. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I don't disagree. It's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, and I don't disagree with you, but but I also um, I, I, I was having this exact conversation with someone last night in anticipation of talking about this here and now. And yeah. what I said to this person was, even if I were truly physical repulsive, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying that I'm not, <laughs> but. If I truly were on an objective scale, just physically repulsive, I'd still be attracted to the exact same kind of woman that, that I'm attracted to now that you or that now. I was attracted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I can't adjust my. You're saying that my, your uh, level of attractiveness doesn't negate who you're attracted to. So like you don't. Yes. You don't look in the mirror and go like, oh, Jesus, I'm ugly. I better start modifying who I'm attracted to. <laughs> right. That's exactly my point. And so yeah. I, I I find it hard to believe that other people aren't the same, but clearly they aren't the same. And yeah. do you understand that? Because I, I just think yeah. no matter what I look like, I could never have sex with that, that thing right there. I just but think somebody there's, is there's and people look of, happy. Well, I just don't understand. This is so in Chicago, you run into all kinds of people and I live, I live around uh, Belmont, and if anybody's familiar with Chicago, it's like a, it's like a, a circus sideshow uh, every time you walk down Belmont. It's just the confluence of many different types of neighborhoods and many different cultures and lots of uh, strange types of people. And one of the things that really blows my mind about it is that I don't understand how people can really just let themselves go. Like, it doesn't... In in my mind, and this is a frequent interview thought that I had written down uh, to talk about. It's it's a little bit related, which is that it really isn't rocket science. I mean, you don't have nobody has to look like you know um, an American gladiator all the time. But I feel like if you just just don't eat a ton of crap and moderately get some exercise, you know what I mean? Just walk, go for walks, ride a bike, don't eat bullshit all the time. And you're fine. You don't have, so it, it's amazing to me that people can let themselves go and not have that function in their head to go like, hey, you know what, maybe I should, uh, you know, not have all of these uh, Frosties from uh, Wendy's or all of these McFlurries or whatever it is that happen to eat. And like, I totally understand, by the way, to let the world know this before they form a, a very sharper, harsh judgment about me saying this. I totally appreciate that there are people who truly have, you know, issues. And I, I don't walk around judging, you know, every person I meet who's maybe not attractive or overweight or something like this in, in the same kind of way. But that being said, that's not an excuse for everybody. You know what I mean? Like one, I, I, there's just way more obese people in the world and in America and in the Midwest specifically than there are legitimate excuses for getting away with that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I agree, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I don't want us to come off as complete assholes, even though we may be actually complete assholes, but I don't <laughs> want us to come off that way. And I agree with you. There are yeah. certain times where people are, but, you know, let, let's, let's be careful that we, that we don't fall into the political trap that we loathe so much by trying to sound, you know, sensitive. And, and I'm not saying we're not sensitive. It's just that I think we need to be brutally honest here. I also think that on the flip side of that, and I'm not discounting what you said, and I agree with it, but I also think there's a phenomenon which is once people get to a certain place, they just let themselves go because it's like, what's the difference between 
between being a hundred pounds overweight and being 200 pounds overweight because yeah, you know, like I think it, I, okay, that's a good point. So, so I think sometimes people do that. They, and, and, and I also think that sometimes people substitute food for sex because yeah. if you, if you're not getting any sex, quite frankly, you know, I, I get this because uh, eating great food is a sensual or can be a sensual experience that involves some level yeah. of physicality yeah. and pleasure. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, um, no, I, but I, still, I think that makes sense too. But like, uh, uh, you're, you're making a good point when you say that there's, there's some level of like, once you're kind of already, once you've kind of let yourself go, you can, you can really easily let yourself go. I think that's, that makes sense. And I think that probably what happens is there's the level of denial. And again, I mean, like, like you said, listen, we're not trying to come off as assholes here. Like it's really, well, part of the problem is that this is not, if we were to have this conversation, um, maybe even I'm thinking 15 years ago, maybe even, uh, and certainly 20 years ago, probably further. I don't think that the level of suspected judgment that other people, we would, we would suspect other people would have to us hearing this conversation would be, as harsh or as sharp as we are suspecting it might be at this moment. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like yeah. this is an issue that, that social justice has picked up and tried to develop into a, um, an identity issue, which is like the, Hey, fat shaming, body shaming, all this kind of stuff. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's a whole other discussion, but like, um, where was I going with this? I guess I was saying that, like, I can appreciate that, like, in order to try to show some sensitivity to this, subject i get the feeling like hey you you know you you can ignore the issue and i can imagine that a lot of what is happening is emotional eating and people are dealing with issues in their life like maybe they're not having sex maybe they're not getting attention from people who they would like to get attention from they got all these other things going on in their life uh so they can it's really easy to eat another mcrib and try to feel better about yourself i mean i can completely appreciate that that is also a, a possibility uh but my frequent inappropriate thought about it is like, hey, just get on a stairmaster, man. Like, just uh, you know, come on, eat some granola and take a long walk. Yeah, yeah, but I can also, again, uh, now I'm flipping to the other side of this conversation. But I can, I can speak from firsthand experience that it's not necessarily that easy to do that. I, I don't, I don't mean it's not easy to get on the stairmaster, but it's not easy. To, it's not necessarily easy to get the results because since I'm older than dirt. And you're just still a young kid that doesn't understand certain things just because you're not old enough to understand them because you haven't lived them. I can tell you that your metabolism does change. And, you know, I have, I've never worked harder to maintain my girlish figure like I'm doing right now. And I've worked out my whole life, as you know. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, I started doing yoga. I'm probably approaching a year now. And recently, I joined a, what I would call a serious yoga club as opposed to just, you know, going to yoga classes at a generic, you know, big box gym, which is what I had been doing. So now I'm going to a serious yoga club, and I'm going religiously five times a week. In fact, I was there this morning. And I can tell you that if you saw how much effort I put into this, and you saw me with my shirt off, you would not be yeah. impressed. And it's simply uh, because no, I'd, be ma- I'd probably be masturbating. It's probably what I'd be doing. Well, <laughs> eh, you know, may, it depends. You know, it depends. Uh, but probably not. 
And it's just it's just interesting how you when I was younger yeah. I used to just laugh at old, old fat people like oh my god I'll never have that problem and it's not like I'm fat but I don't look like I want to look and I don't look uh, nearly like I think I should for the amount of effort I'm putting into it and it's just so because you put of metabolism it. metabolism changes sure. and you, there's not a damn thing you can do about it um, so there's that but I do think you know back to wrap this point up because I think we probably killed it. Is I still yeah. think that We've, thought yeah. pretty You're much every day when I see, <laughs> yeah, I, I still see, I still see somebody with somebody who it doesn't make any sense, and I think somebody actually is fucking that thing. So, anyway, that's my frequent uh, inappropriate thought there. What 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 one do you have that you want to talk about? Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I, I was saying the one that I had to talk about, uh, rolling that off to talk about. I think uh, overweight people is. Um, I wrote this down. I was like, eh, uh, is somebody actually fucking my uncle? Holy crap. That's my frequent inappropriate thought. I can't believe anybody. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Remind me to oh, punch man. you directly in the face the next time I see you. <laughs> this is why actually, you don't need to remind me. I'll just do it Chicago. anyway. <laughs> just do it anyway. That's what we call that the lemon handshake. <laughs> exactly the McClure the McClure lemon handshake <laughs> here's the one that I had so we're leading up to the election and uh, it's just totally insane and I don't really want to talk about the election or anything that's going on because that is just a black hole that we will never come out of but yep. um, my frequent inappropriate thought and it was demonstrated recently by uh, the Brexit that took place in the European Union, which is a whole other thing that I would be interesting to explore, but we don't have time, nor do I think we should approach right now. But the the fact is, there are a lot of people who go to the poll, you know, voting booths, who I don't think should be voting. Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they have a very informed opinion at all about anything that's going on. We're talking about people who walk in and go like, hey, you know what? Hillary Clinton, great smile. Click. Time to vote for her. Donald Trump, saw him on TV. Click. Like, I, I just don't feel like we should be trusting those people with the direction of our country's leadership. And as a, you know, and, and here's why I say that, because this came up because of the European Union Brexit. There's all these people who voted to leave the European Union in Britain, and they the vote came in and it's like 51.8% or 52% for leaving the European Union. Now they're going to leave the European Union. And all of these, there was all of these people who didn't never took the vote that seriously, didn't think it would really happen. And now it's happening because they voted for it. Like they voted for it ironically. And now it's actually happening. Like they're actually leaving the European Union. And I say this because they all regretted, they're all waking up now after this vote going, oh, oh shit. Like, we actually, that meant something. Turns out, that meant something. Like, and I just feel like, I don't know if, if people are, like, are we, I just, there should be not, not all of them should be voting, you know? Yeah, uh, well, I got a bunch of reactions to what you just said, uh, but we'll stick to the main point you're making, which is certain people shouldn't be voting. And I agree with, I, I sort of agree with you because, you know, I have a similar inappropriate thought, which is, uh, I think a little more realistic, which, or maybe not, which is that certain people shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. But in either yeah. scenario, or, or that there should be some pre-parenting test or 
qualifications that you should have to have so that you don't have an eighth kid while you're on welfare, as an example. Yeah. But yeah. sticking to your point. Well, how often um, am I supposed to get that government check, Uncle Mike? <laughs> right. But but the problem is, who's the, who's the judge? You know, like, when, when even though we would agree that, yes, certain people are so uninformed that they shouldn't be allowed to vote, who determines that? Who determines the level of uninformedness? What's the test yeah. for it? You know, and, and no matter what you came up with, there'd be some protest about that and that it was, you know, either racist or biased or white privileged or, uh, you know, whatever. You'd never yeah, have a you grand. Hit it. it would be that that would be the that's exactly what it would be is people would say, hey, this is white. This is white privileged. The questions you're putting on this test are biased towards a white version of history or something like that. Um, that's probably what would happen. But I think a solution to this is that uh, you should you should just be asked uh, pop culture questions, and if you <laughs> get a hundred percent, if you get a ninety to hundred percent, then you can't vote. Like if you get a really good, if you just ask pop culture questions and you and you ace it, then they're like, eh, "You're, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, there's no way you can have an informed opinion." <laughs> yeah, like if you can name the Kardashians and you can name uh, Kanye's kid. Or does Kanye have more than one yeah. kid? Oh yeah, he's. I think he does. I think. I think no, so. I think they just have. There's just the one called North. Northwest. Uh, I don't know. I think he's going around the compass. I'm not sure. But yeah, but I yeah, think I, she you, might be. Proud. You see what I'm saying, though? Like if you, yeah. if you're able to to name off, like you know, if you can, if you can talk about like Beyonce, like. I didn't even know. Like, some, I was at a comedy show the other day, and somebody had to explain to me what Becky with the good hair meant. And some, somebody, was I like, have somebody no idea that what that joke. means. Yeah, well, good. so you can vote. So that, so you're somebody because you don't know what that means. You, some, they were, hey, you can go ahead. You can pull whichever lever you want. We trust that you're not an idiot because you don't know what that means. <laughs> what like, does it I mean? went to a. Becky is just an, I think it's a, a, a term for just a, a white chick. And it comes from the song that Beyonce released and that's talking about how Jay-Z was getting blown by some Becky with the good hair. And oh, okay. I, someone had to go through a whole, like I, like that, the explanation that I just did for you, which was all of 12 words. Uh, that was like, I, someone had to sit down at the comedy show and go, yeah. So, so first of all, you know, apparently Beyonce and Jay-Z, they've had a, and they had to like walk me through the entire history of like their relationship and when this came out and what it's referring to. And there was an entire like Byzantine story around exactly where this term came from and what was going on with it. And I thought all of that space could have been taken up by something relevant. You know what I mean? Like something yep. like this is what, what mathematics do you not know? Because you know, the story of where that fucking term came from. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, no. And, and there's somewhere in well, there. Somewhere in there, it was like a, a like a balanced checkbook that they could have had, or like, <laughs> yep, or like no, in, totally, investments, yeah. or micro, get a Microsoft Excel certification. Like all of that could have existed in the space it took you to understand where that term came from. <laughs> no, that's a great point. In fact, there's I have no idea what the name of this guy is, and I've just stumbled across a couple of his videos on Facebook. But basically, it's some guy who is I think he's a real life news reporter. And he just goes out in public and says insane things or asks insane questions like, do you support Hillary's, um, uh, Hillary's 
Hillary wants to repeal the Bill of Rights. Are you in favor of this? And, and people go like, oh, I like Hillary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't want to say 100 percent. And I believe me, I get it. You can edit. You know, you can you could interview 20 people and 13 of them answer appropriately. But you just show the seven that didn't to make your, you know, to yeah. create a show. I know that. But, yeah. But like the latest one, I didn't watch it, but I stumbled across it this morning on Facebook was, you know, who was the Washington Monument named after? And I didn't, again, I didn't watch it, but I can only assume that these people, George none of them Carver, knew. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it was George Washington Carver. But anyway. The peanut yeah. guy. So I agree with you. It would be nice if there was a way to, you know, I think that we're really touching on a whole slew of issues like the general level of education in America versus, uh, you know, versus what it once was versus uh, where we stand on a global scale. I actually did some research on this. I don't even recall why I did it, but maybe a year or two ago about the overall level of, oh, is this for a Facebook post that I wrote about, you know, where yeah. we rank in terms of like math and science. Wait, wait, uh, hold, on, it, hold on. You did, a, you did research on a Facebook post that you, like you were going to yeah. do a Facebook post and before you hit post, you were like, hold on a second. I got to go check my fact to make yeah. sure that this rant it corresponds to world data. <laughs> yes. I know it's crazy, but I did. That, well, that's and, a generational difference right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a social media issue. And again, we could get off on that tangent too. But to my point is, it's stunning yeah. how we've fallen. And some of, the, some of the countries that are ahead of us in these things, you can't believe it. I mean, these are like third world countries, literally, who score better than we do in math and science. It's crazy. And, you know, yeah. I think it's... It's 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 so a symptom, symptomatic of where we are as a culture, you know, that we're we're sinking so, you know, rapidly in terms of I think we've just got fat and fat and happy and lazy uh, because we could, yeah. and now yeah. it's coming home to roost in terms of the general ignorance of the public. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I would agree so, with that. I think that there's, I, I just think that there's a kind of. Um, like uh lower just this lowering of standards and just a kind of like like I hate to say this but this like um almost like uh motherly like oh they'll be you can they can get away with it they'll do it's just a practice don't hurt their feelings kind of a thing oh yeah and, absolutely um, I have to admit that that is the, as liberal as I am I do think that that is kind of the case cuz I think that I think that it is a kind of, it's just a case of being too, too easy on people, letting people get away with BS. But I just am amazed that you researched a, a Facebook post. Like I've never, I, I, I won't say I've never done that, but I've, I've seldom done that. And increasingly when I feel like I don't know if I'm accurate or not in my, like in my data, I'll just post it anyway and wait for someone to, to say I'm not. And then I'll just take off. Like if they go, no, nah, you you don't know what you're talking about. Here's a link to the thing that proves it. I'm like, okay, thanks, cool. I just I wasn't sure, and now I just this was a lot quicker than me doing the research. It was making you mad so you could do the research for me. <laughs> wow, um, that's an interesting phenomenon, and, and it's, I'm I'm a little surprised that you would say that publicly. But then again, I'm not surprised because I see a lot of people who clearly do that. And again, I think that social media we have such access, especially once you get like a certain, you know. 
following or a, a, a network that you've established, most likely on Facebook. You know, you're connected to enough people where you know that'll happen. You know that there's somebody out there yeah. that will do that research for you. Um, I can see why people do it. Yeah. And, and I think we've, we've become very shameless. And there's a certain level of shamelessness involved in what you just said, you know, in the sense that, yeah, I do that. So what? We've become a culture of that, you know, where I, there, when, when I was a kid, the culture really did feel different. And I know how I hate when people say that, but it's the truth of the matter that there was a certain level of pride that people took in accuracy and intelligence and in achievement. And you know how when you were younger and you first encountered some kid in school who had like a fuck it attitude, who didn't care, yep. and it was cool to be like that, you know, the, 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 the bad kid. And yep. that used to be sort of an isolated thing. And I think it's, it's shifted from being a true minority thing. Not, I don't mean minorities, but it was a minority position to take philosophically. And yeah, but that's now the, ev- everybody wants to be a honey badger. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Everybody wants yep. to be like a, I don't give, a, I don't fucking care. I yep. don't, it's. I do think that that's, ta- that's taken on a kind of, and there's a, there's a level at which that can't, you know, that's unsustainable. Let's go back to this Brexit thing for a second. Um, and not to dive into it, but this is a good example of the kind of thing you're talking about because, so the last big nationwide vote that Britain did was on the naming of a science vessel that they completed. There was a giant uh, ocean research vessel that was it cost a lot of money, and the Queen uh, even they had to go to the Queen to get her to even approve of the funds to build this nautical research vessel. Um, it was a really big deal. They opened the naming of the vessel to the entire country. They did an online poll, and they were like, "Hey." We're going to name this vessel something great. It's going to be, a, it's going to represent the scientific endeavors of Britain on the seas. And the number one answer was Bodie McBoatface. They wanted to Bodie name Bodie McBoatface? Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> the number Jesus. one. The, I know. The number, and by, by the way, far and away, the number one response was Bo, Bodie McBoatface. So this is an entire country of people who were like, I don't fucking care. I'm not going to take it seriously. And they voted to not take it seriously. And then when they ended up naming the vessel, they changed it. They were like, we're going to name it after Sir David Attenborough, uh, which I think was a good choice. They named it the submarine, the submersible on the nautical vessel, Boating Boatface. So they actually used part of the name. uh, And people had a very kind of funny and ironic reaction to that online and et cetera. Flash forward like four months to the Brexit vote. All how many of the people who were like, "Yeah, let's leave the European Union," were exactly the same people who had the same sincerity to vote Bodie <clears throat> McBoatface. You know what I mean? Like they're ironically voting that they're going to leave the European Union because they don't give a fuck, and now they're like they're, sh- they're shooting themselves in the foot. This is exactly the same kind of attitude. Like I just don't even care. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, but I I do I do feel a need to say what I was I kind of alluded to this earlier and didn't say it then, but I'm going to say it now just because you brought it up again. Is you know think about what you just said. You've clearly painted this vote result as those who voted for it clearly didn't know what the fuck they were doing and voted that way because they were ignorant. As if 
it's obvious that that was the wrong answer to get to the vote. Mm. Um, why wouldn't there have been just as many people on the other side voting to stay who were uninformed? I mean, you're, you're, you're assuming yeah, that you're, a- the only reason I say that is because there hasn't been as big of a, I wonder if, and I don't know this, but I can imagine that there would not be as big of a, a backlash publicly from people who voted to stay regretting it as there have been people voting to leave and regretting it. So like well, that's what I'm saying because, is that in the- well that's because and again now we're you know go we're going to go way down into a rabbit hole so let's not do that but I'll just say yeah, this yeah. that's because I sincerely believe the media is incredibly biased and in fact something just came out the other day that showed the me- the, the total mainstream media attention to Trump's scandals quote versus Hillary's scandals and the graph was I don't I mean it was like it was a visual graph, but it was like, I'm going to say five or six to one in terms of the media attention covered on the negative reporting on Trump versus Hillary. And I don't want to open that can of worms because we could talk about that for a week. But yeah, that's a know, whole, that'll be, an I mean, episode. stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. But, stay you know, I, I think I, I irrespect. Well, actually, I can't say irrespective of your position because we become so polarized as a country politically that. You know, I've reached the point where I just want to punch those who don't agree with me in the face because of the level of ignorance that I perceive in them, just as they probably want to punch me in the face for the exact same reason. And I think that our level of political discord is is so extreme that, um, and in fact, bear with me because I want to tell this one little story that proves my point is. You know, you know, because you're, you're part of, you know, we are in the same family that we have yeah. a serious political divide in our family. And oh, it, yeah, that's his, true. it's historically caused some very, very awkward moments at virtually every holiday gathering that we've had for the past decade, if not longer. And yeah. there's clearly, there's battle lines that have been drawn and we all know where the other people stand and, um, you you weren't there to witness this, so that's kind of why I'm telling the story. But uh, Father's Day, which happened whenever that was, a couple Sundays ago, um, you know, yep. a chunk of the family gathered, and um, the tension was palpable. And yeah. what was really interesting is that there was almost no conversation about politics, and the, and that in and of itself isn't noteworthy necessarily. But what is noteworthy is this. The conversation that was had over the course of about four hours was the most superficial, shallow, literally we were talking about the weather at one point at length, the weather, (laughs) because I I think everybody in the room knew knew what I'm saying. We don't even know how to have conversations like that. (laughs) Like, we don't, if we're not. If we're not locking horns, I don't think we really know even really what to do. <laughs> exactly. And there actually was one point where something was said about um, the, the issue was the, the, the rebel flag. And sure. it came up, on, I don't even recall the context, but, but you know, somebody um, whose political leaning was the opposite of mine made a comment that ordinarily I would have just jumped down his throat. I would have just gone straight at him, even though I knew that in the room it was like eight to 
eight to one or eight to two against me. Um, yeah. But I didn't say a word. I just sat there in silence. And back to my point, that's the level of political discord that we have now. I think we've reached like such loggerheads that we can't even have conversations anymore. And it's not just, I'm mm. not picking on our family. I've experienced this with many other people as well, where, you know, people, it's like a hockey fight where, you know, people are so quick to drop the gloves now mm-hmm. that, that, well, you know, it's like I everybody think takes it so personally for some reason. Like everybody takes well, it kind of, like uh, you have a, a disagreement. Everybody, I feel like everybody takes that so their, 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 their conception of, or their worldview is so personal and so relevant to who they think of themselves as that if for some reason they, they run into somebody who doesn't share it, there's almost no, like they don't have any tools to, to negotiate that. Yeah. You know I, I, I don't, like, I, I don't disagree, but for me, that's not the primary reason I like that isn't true for me personally at all. But what, what I think it more is, is that the, the rhetoric has been amped up so high on both sides in, by the media, by various political personalities who seem to exist to create divide and discord, the professional discord creators. Um, yeah. And I think that it's just, it's magnified and magnified and magnified. And then when you see what goes on, you know, these protests that have happened at various political rallies. And, you know, where are those protesters coming from? Um, are they actually being paid to do that? I mean, the level mm, of mm. craziness that, that we've never seen in this country before, at least to my knowledge, on that level that we've chosen sides. Like, you pick a team. You know, I'm on this side or I'm on that side. And there's no, yeah. there's no real middle ground. You know, there's no, there's no yeah, centrist it's, it's position. It's very tribal. Yeah. yeah, it's very tribal is how it feels. So there's nobody yep. who can go, uh, yeah, you know, that other side has some good points. I don't think, I don't agree with their conclusions, but they're not wrong in their diagnoses. Like that, no one is saying shit like that about, about the other side. Uh, well, we could, yeah, I mean, look, we could continue to dive into it or we could move on to our next uh, inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to, I agree with you. Thought. Yeah, we should move on, but I do want to make one final point on this, on this topic. And, it, sure. and it, it's, it's something you said to me that's sort of vaguely related to this, which is, you, we were talking, I don't recall why we were talking about this, but it wasn't that long ago we were talking about it. And you said something like, you know, yeah, I can't even speak honestly with my friends in Chicago. My, you, know, the com- the, you, you hang out with stand-up comics constantly because you're doing stand-up, like it seems like yeah. almost yeah. literally every night. And so I yeah, assume you've right. developed this social network of people that you've gotten to know pretty well. But you said something to me along those lines about, you know, there are certain things you won't even say. Because yeah, you you know what? T- tell that story again quickly because it does relate to this. Well, there's just you know the problem is that so there's this concept in let me back up even further. There's this concept in philosophy called the doctrine of charity, and the the the, the idea is that if someone puts forth an argument or if someone puts forth a um, you know says something, you're supposed to treat it as the best version of itself. So if someone says, you know, puts forth in, uh, you know, in the realm of philosophy, let's say they say something like, um, you know, gravity, I don't know, gravity was created uh, by God who exists uh, around us or something like that. 
you're not supposed to find the one tiny little, I mean, the, the point of philosophy is to find, you know, to find inconsistencies, but you're not supposed to treat it in its worst version. Um, that's a, not a very good example, but you get the idea. You're supposed to treat it like, Hey, they're putting, they're saying this honestly, they're saying this, um, because there's a point behind it. And the same thing is true sort of in politics, I think. And what has started to happen is like, if I start sharing opinions, like we said earlier, like, here's a great example. I was saying earlier, look, most people who walk around who are obese don't have a, don't have a good fucking excuse. Like, it, and we're not talking about people who, you know, who are uh, only moderately like out of shape. I'm talking about people who are clearly are have bad lifestyle choices. So, in that example, the doctrine of charity would say that you're supposed to treat what Brendan just said as he means this in the most appropriate of ways he could mean it, meaning that he's not talking about people who are only mildly out of shape. He's talking about people who are clearly making bad lifestyle choices. You and I can both recognize that. And I'm not going to paint him as a bigot and some kind of like body shaming asshole because he happened to share this opinion. Like that's what the doctrine of charity says. Well, that's like gone. And if I end up hanging out with a lot of comedians, oh yeah, which is what I was telling. Yeah. If I end up hanging out with a lot of comedians, which I, I tell you about, I can't, I can't like talk about, and the thing that, again, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but the thing, the reason this came up is that I was talking about, I began to talk about the migrant crisis in Europe, which is just nuts. And we'll go into that in an episode. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. But insane, but yeah, but I was talking about it. And the point that I was trying to make is that, uh, I, I think that the people who we would portray as being radically right or reactionary, right. Or like people like that have legitimate, I think, concerns that ought to be treated not as crazy examples of things that right-wing nutjobs believe, but examples of things that are legitimate concerns that we should address legitimately, and maybe we can have some productive discussion in that space. Well, even bringing up that subject around the other comedians was like, dude, you're fucking, you, you agree with racists? And I'm like, you're not listening to a thing I'm saying. And that's when I learned, I was like, man, I really can't talk about this. Like, if I talk about this, in front of these other comedians. I mean, it's weird even sharing this on this podcast because this isn't going to be out in public now. But if I even bring that up, if I even bring up that subject, if I even bring up the fact that I disagree with, let's say, intersectional feminism, or I disagree with, you know, some other publicly agreed upon progressive agenda item, uh, if I disagree with it or even question it, there are people who will, in the comedy community, start to get that around. Like, oh, you don't want to book Brendan Lemon on your showcase because he's a racist. Or you don't want to book Brandon Lemon on your showcase because he's a misogynist. Like those terms are so fucking loaded and they're so heavy. And just because I say something like, you know what? I just happen to disagree with the, the stat that women make 75 seven cents for every dollar. That's not like, what's the math behind that? If I even begin to question that, that kind of thing can ruin my reputation and prevent me from getting on stage and even having a career doing comedy around Chicago. Like it's just, it's really weird how far that's come in this direction. So in a way, audience, this frequent inappropriate thoughts is like watching me shoot myself in the foot a little bit <laughs> because – Well, no, because that's a really important – No, that's a really important point that you make, and, it, and I really – you know, this show is intended to be humorous and entertaining, but, you know, we talk, we're, but, we're but intending to honest. talk about – Yeah, and, and we're intending to talk about things that are really important as well, and I think this is one, and, and it is – We've lost the ability or we're losing the ability. If we haven't lost it, we're losing the ability to just have honest conversations that truly cover the full range of 
of a given topic because we're so quick or certain certain sections of our society or certain segments of our society are so quick to jump in with, you know, hater, you're a fucking hater. If you just, you know, like, uh, let me give you the, the best example I can give is yeah. that a classic Christian position is that, uh, well, let me, let me, and again, here I'm qualifying myself because of the political culture, the politically correct culture that we're in. Um, a yep. certain segment of the Christian faith believes that homosexuality is wrong. And that doesn't mean that the, even those same Christians hate gays. It doesn't mean that at all. It, at least it, for some of them it does, and I'm sure there are some that's true. But the point is, you can disagree with the position. You know, a, yeah. a saying within the Christian community is, I hate this. Hate, hate the hate, sin. Hate this, love yeah, the love, sinner. Love this. Love love the sinner. Hate the sin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. but that concept is gone from our from our secular culture. That I can say, Brennan, I don't like the fact that you do this, but I still love you as a person. That that yeah, yeah. that holding that thought, and I think that's exactly what you're saying. I'm just I'm agreeing with you. Is that that has been eliminated from possibility? It seems because. The minute you say, uh, well, you know, the Bible, certain people's interpretation of the Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. The minute you say that, that, that whole conversation's over. Because there'll be a landslide yeah. of people coming in and saying, oh, you're fucked up, and that's not what it says, and who cares, and I don't believe in that, and it's not real, and all those things. But there's just not, like, honest, respectful dialogue, because it's, there's so many yeah. people who are so quick to just, they're, they're, it's like they're sitting and waiting to be pissed off and offended. They're just waiting. Well, that's exactly the case. One that's exactly word. what they are. They're, they're waiting. They, they cannot, they could not be happier when someone says something that, that gets them righteously mad. It feels like such a, uh, such a, uh, an indication and such a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Verification of their identity. Like they, they feel so, so happy. When someone, they cannot wait for someone to say that. And those same exact people, what's really bizarre about this is those same exact people, if you were to switch around and they were to say, hey, look, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to hear about this ridiculous, you know, Christian approach to homosexuality. It's ridiculous. You're just a, um, a homophobe. You would go, oh, you must really hate, you must really hate Muslims then. You must really hate them because it says outright in the Quran that the, the penalty for homosexuality is death that you must it, yep. it says that nowhere in the christian bible you must really not Correct. like muslims then and then they will immediately turn around and go no 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 no. like no 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 islam is a religion of peace and christianity is the one that's oppressive and it's it's super bizarre because it's just not consistent and i, I mean and I, I by the way i i say this and it's the same kind of thing like i don't i have to now moderate myself um publicly is i want to say pretty clearly that like i know plenty of great Muslims, and I've read the Quran myself and, you know, grew up in a very diverse community and was a member of diversity council in high school. And I have no problem with, with many, many Muslims, but it's just clear that that's what it says. And these same types yep. of people who would get angry at you for even raising the issue have, don't, won't even broach the subject when it comes to pointing the finger at something that they can't identify as them, part of their in-group, if that makes sense. Well, I was going to say along those same lines, like an example from the comedy. So in the comedy world, we run into this all the time because if you go to an open mic 
you know, what you're doing or what you're witnessing is essentially watching a band practice. Like you're watching somebody try to figure out a song in the same way, like that's what yep. you're doing is you're watching somebody yep. try to figure out a song, except that song is points that they're making into a microphone in front of an audience. And yep. y- you have to have some kind of appreciation for the fact that you're stumbling through what essentially are very sensitive ideas. And that's where a lot of humor comes from. And so I was working out this bit um, not long ago, and it's relevant because it has to do with gender and sexual identity, which is exactly what we're talking about here. And the bit is that I went on a date with a girl, and I won't do the bit, but I went on a date with a girl who told me on the date that she was gender fluid, and I had never heard that term before. And what that actually means, this is a real thing, is that it means these are people who don't recognize the gender binary. They don't think it's you know, masculine or feminine. They think, I just feel however I feel. Sometimes that's masculine, sometimes that's feminine. Maybe that's a way that doesn't even have a term, um, which we can talk about later, but I think it's kind of ridiculous for a number of reasons. Yeah, it is. Anyway, I was, work- I was working that bit out on stage, and I was trying to talk about how this girl I was on the date with was being ridiculous. Um, and just for the record, I don't even necessarily disagree with the fact that there are people who, people can feel however they want. But I just think I, it was just a ridiculous day. Anyway, the point is, is I got off stage and uh, was going to leave to go to another open mic. And the girl who got up after me just attacked me on stage. And she was just like, well, maybe you're a, maybe you're a fucking idiot. Maybe you just don't get it. And maybe you're some dumbass who doesn't understand that how people are like. Uh, it was very weird because I, I was thinking to myself, like, this is just so strange. Like I'm up here. I didn't say anything disparaging. I just talked about it. I talked about how the girl I went out with, I thought she was dumb. And it, admittedly, I might have not made myself clear because it was an open mic and I'm just working out how this needs to sound in order to be palatable to people. But it feels very strange to me that we live in a world in which someone can hear one thing that you say, just the term, just the one thing you say in one context. Take it in its most absolutely negative possible portrayal and form an entire opinion and judgment about who you are as a person and then represent that to other people. So it's like it's not just that Brendan was trying to work out this bit in which he was tackling some sensitive subject matter and didn't do a very good job of communicating himself properly. It was like Brendan's a Brendan is a fucking misogynist and a homophobe. And I'm going to tell this audience that he's full of shit and we shouldn't listen to him. That's basically what that girl did. Uh, Yeah, it it, sounds like it. it. And if I'm a little bit angry about it, it's because I'm actually a lot angry about it. As you should be. (laughs) No. Well, this, what what did you call it before? I'm sorry. Was it the charity doctrine of philosophy? Yes. The doctrine of charity. Doctrine of charity. So she did exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. And I mean, in her defense, I have to say this, in her defense, maybe she was just trying to be funny and it came off as an attack. But I mean, I had other people coming up to me afterwards going, man, that girl really laid into you. I'm like, I'm thinking that probably not just that, if, if that's what was happening. I mean, well, I wouldn't again, get up see... after... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wouldn't get up after somebody, you know, made some jokes about especially if a black comic made some jokes about white people, I wouldn't get up on stage and go, yeah, well, you know what? Give it up for you know, Ken Steele over there, he's a real racist talking about white people and how we're different than black people like that. You know, that happens a hundred times an open mic on the south side of Chicago. Like it's, it's open fodder for black people to talk about white people. No one calls them a racist. 
one straight white guy gets up and says a joke about a gender fluid girl, and now he's a, a homophobe. Well, th- those are, you know, you're experiencing what I, exactly what I see all the time in our culture, which is there's two sets of rules, you know, and, and there's two sets of rules. And certain classes and certain people can say anything they want and get away with it. And if you even question them for doing it, then you are, insert a derogatory adjective here. Uh, and that's yeah. just the way it is. And that's where we are as a culture. And I think that that's why that, that helps to, that helps to explain why I, there is so much angst around politics. And like this, this upcoming election is going to be insane. I mean, okay. it already, it already is insane. And it, I think it's only going to escalate further from here. And on one hand, it's, it's a wild spectacle that is, outrageously entertaining to observe, and I don't even try to observe it. I don't, I don't watch the news because I just don't want to see the shit that I know I'm going to see. Like, I, I'm a conservative, but even I don't like Fox News because I think it's, it's so biased in favor of the conservative view that it shoots itself in the foot. You know, it could make, yeah. if it just stuck to the honest points it could make with real intellectual integrity, it would be one thing. And that's what it should do. But unfortunately, it goes over the top, I think, in an attempt to compensate for what it feels the left is doing everywhere else. Yeah. But in the process, it actually, I that, think that, it, is, it, that is the most fair, that is the most even handed description of Fox News I think I've ever heard. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of, I mean, I have to admit this, like I call, I try to cultivate a number of different, uh, like a different news sources in order to try to get the most unbiased view possible. And one of them is Fox News, and I frequently have a very similar kind of thought, which is just that, okay, if they just reined this in a little bit rather than trying to fire up the audience of people they have watching them, they would, this would have been a very, a very, a probably accurate news report. But they had to go the extra little bit to just get everybody all pissed off um, and then cut to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, again, it's unfortunate because, you know, most objective people, I think, would would agree that, you know, the, the news spectrum is you get Fox News on one side and you have, you know, all the others are left of it to varying degrees. <laughs> some National stream. Public Radio on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Where, by exactly. the way, so, I used to work. <laughs> I know. I know you did. Which is crazy. Um, but, um, you know, I think that... Um, We've had a really interesting conversation here. I think we've gone into a lot of things, you know, uh, up on tangents related to our original points, which were, you know, frequent inappropriate thoughts. Somehow we got off into a a pretty serious political dialogue. But um, I think we raised some good points. I hope that our listeners uh, enjoyed it. And again, thank you for listening to UncView. We really appreciate the fact that you're here. And uh, uh, we have a lot more coming at you in the very near future. As you know, we have a pretty aggressive posting schedule. but. Thanks for listening in, and we welcome your comments um, on the website, unkview.com. Feel free to, to send us anything you want. Uh, what, one of the, the shows we're going to be doing going forward is basically answering your questions or talking about the topics you want us to talk about. So just send those in uh, to the email address that you see indicated there at unkview.com. And um, any, any parting uh, thoughts, Brendan? Uh, well, you know, we are just clearly a couple of uh, body shaming bigots, and uh, I think I think we all know that. I think we've made that clear, and if we haven't made that clear, then we should probably just come right out and say that. So consider what <laughs> Brendan just said as as having done that. So.
Thanks, everybody. We really appreciate your listening in. We'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Unc View.